0: Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold, and this week we have part one of my interview with the one and only Dulce Sloan, who is... Well, she is a correspondent on The Daily Show, but she's also a great comic. So that was fun. I've been dying to have her on for a while. And the first part of our conversation takes place in a car. Well, she's in a car coming from a doctor's appointment. And then we had a stop and uh, she went upstairs to her apartment and we continued our conversation um, because she had a doctor's appointment. She didn't know she was going to need and whatever. So I hope that's okay with everyone. Also, I just wanted to say there's an organization which I you know I've spoken about this before called Comedy Gives Back. And as comedians, we are not the most secure in our jobs and it's hard sometimes when we get sick or, you know, something Unforeseen happens to us and times turn tough. So Comedy Gives Back was created by people who work in the comedy industry so that comedians have resources to turn to when times get really bad, like a pandemic or an illness or an accident or whatever. Comedy Gives Back is the safety net for the comedy community by providing financial, crisis relief, mental health, chemical dependency, treatment sponsorship, and continued community support. So we make you laugh, but sometimes we need some help. And you can donate. You can donate. Text laugh, L-A-U-G-H, to 707070. That's laugh to 707070. Or you can go to www.comedygivesback.com. It's a charitable organization, uh, 501c3. And uh, just providing a safety net for us, because we don't have that. We don't have that when we get on stage and we don't have it when we get off stage. And I love the founders, Amber Lawson, Jody Lieberman, jo- Zoe Friedman. Uh, they are great. Just, thank you. Thank you. We need this because we don't have it. We don't have comedians don't have a union like actors and film people and, you know, radio people and whatever. So. Uh, also, Comedy Gives Back is partnered with BetterHelp and is offering a month of free therapy. Wow, that's awesome. So go to help at comedygivesback.com to get started. For, you know, I love therapy. And you can follow them at Comedy Gives Back. It's a great organization. So I just, I want to say thank you to Amber, Jody, and Zoe. Um, Amber's not Jewish, but I... You know, I hit it three times. And um, thank you to you for donating or thinking about donating. And um, now you can sit back, relax, and enjoy part one of my interview with the one and only Dulce Sloan. Welcome to Kill Me Now. I have been dying to have this guest on. It's got to be four years Three or four years, she's a badass. She is a badass. Oh, yeah. And I love her. And she's fucking hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, and they, thems, because, you know, sometimes I forget. <laughs> the one and only Dulce Sloan is here, people. Dulce Sloan. Dulce Lazaria
1: Sloan. Dulce Lazaria. It's Dulce Lazaria Sloan. Yeah. my first name is it's Dulce, yeah. So Dulce, which is
0: Spanish. It's is that for sweet? Is that Spanish for sweet?
1: It's Spanish for sweet or candy. It means both things. And then my middle name is the uh feminine version of Lazarus, is my middle name.
0: I like I really like your
1: name. And you know what? It it fits you. My name is Sweet Lazarus Sloan. I'm a pimp from the 70s, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And you (laughs) yeah,
0: I like that. First of all you're very hot and successful and I hope you're enjoying it. I, I really do not being neurotic. Like I would be like when it, I, you know, I come from this will be ending soon. That's the Jew bell. Sorry. I'm in a studio. Uh, oh. the, uh, so anything Jewish, I ring a bell.
1: So entertainment bell, bell.
0: Oh yeah. Well, neuroticism.
1: Okay. Bell.
0: Uh, comedy bell, comedy, bell, bell, Uh, And the fact that you love Jewish men, Belle. Um, Belle, we out here. So Dulce, let me just tell the audience that you are actually in a car because you had a doctor's appointment and you came on just in time to say, shit, I had an emergency doctor's appointment regarding the part of my body that white men want to control.
1: Actually, fun fact, most black men also want to control. They just don't have the power behind it. So thank you for
0: that. Thank you for that. We see the, you know, 70 plus fucking assholes deciding. But as Dulce is saying, there are also black men who feel the same way Um, because. Oh, yeah.
1: Men love the idea. That's what people don't realize it is at the core of a lot of this. Men love the idea of being able to get a woman pregnant. That's why, yeah, Viagra is covered by insurance. Insurance, birth control is not. Is not. It's not just religious. It's not just political. We also are. It's misogyny. It's misogyny, but also it's it's ancestral. It's Mm -hmm. primal. It's prim. It's goes to the back to the lizard brain. Like the number of times that I have hung out with a man, or even a guy, I've randomly hooked like. The number of times I've had men tell to me, tell me, I would love to put a baby in you. And I'm like, sir, I don't know your last name. Like I just <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like the best idea. It really doesn't seem like the best idea. I just met you.
0: I am so glad so, I'm a lesbian. I am just so fucking happy. But they, uh, want you to be, but they hate you more. Oh, I know. Cause that I have no desire. Cause I don't need them. You know what I mean? Like they're no, not a necessity, even though my two kids are straight, but yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, it's funny. I want to implant myself in your body mm-hmm. and you will create something that is mine and mm-hmm. I own it. It's like, go fuck yourself.
1: Listen, if some man wants to wife me up and make sure I never work again, God bless. But if you're doing it, sir, <laughs> I'm going to live well. I'm not living off of, I do very well for myself. And so you also have to be, right. I, will, I, I never want to fly economy again, ever in life, ever in life. And if you can't make sure that I don't stay in first class or better, get off my lawn. I can't, <laughs> I, can't. I um, can't. And people are mad at me for that. People get mad at women when they say, this is what I want because it's like we're not we can have bank accounts we can own property we have careers we don't have to settle anymore because like i saw something the other on the other, on instagram the other day and it was like you know i want a relationship guy was like yeah you know we don't have like relationships like that grandparents or great-grandparents right. and some woman popped up and was like those women couldn't leave those women couldn't leave a right. lot of times if you didn't get Married, you were a burden to your family. They had to feed you, but you, you couldn't leave. Right? But Dulce, when I was alive,
0: women couldn't get mortgages. When women couldn't get credit cards, women could be fired for being pregnant. Like when I was Whoa. in in eighth grade, you know, like oh, this yes. shit was going on. Uh, Roe v. Oh, Wade was decided. You know, when I was in sixth grade, I mean.
1: Oh, listen, it's, we have to also remember, I'm 39 years old, right? My mother was seven years old with, when Martin Luther King got assassinated. My mother was 10 years old before she went to school with white kids.
0: Right, I read that. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And that, that- was
1: 20 years after Brown versus the Board of Education. So we can't act like that this is so far out because up until the late 60s, women couldn't get a bank account without a male relative. I went to a women's college up until the 70s. The so school opened in like 1868, maybe. Right, right. Up until the 70s, you could get a degree in homemaking. Oh,
0: Dulce, when I was in, I guess, fifth, sixth grade, we had to take home economics. Oh, we had to look. Her. Yeah, you still do?
1: Like Listen, uh, we had to learn how to sew. To but every adult should know how to sew. Every, all right, really? Made all the, listen,
0: you should. I mean, I'm good with the buttons and like shit like that. But and also, Dulce, I'm so big. My mother used to make my clothes for me from these. What were they called? Specialty pattern. Like you would buy, you'd uh, go to a yes. store and you'd buy the pattern. And then she I would ma- yeah make my clothes and everyone
1: would fucking pick on me my mother had a clothing business named after me. so No way. My mother had a clothing business called Dulce Fashions. She had labels made and everything. You remember the rapper Uncle Luke from Miami? I was a rapper. Uncle Luke, Luke Skywalker, whatever. Right. So my mom used to make clothes for one of his dancers' daughters. His daughter as well. But, you know, that's not my business. My mother used to make clothes for the daughter. And so she used to... There a flea market in Florida City. So it's like 34 minutes south of Miami. And so I would model the clothes. She had a booth, she sold hair, and then she sold these clothes that she made in this booth. And so I would model the clothes that she made. And she, like she used to sell when we lived in Atlanta. When we lived in Atlanta before we moved back to Miami, she would go like to a different neighborhood and she would just literally sell clothes out the trunk. Wait, would you stand there by the booth? Like, would you... Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. You, well, your mother was an entrepreneur. And-, and then I started my own business. And so I told her I wanted a business because there were a bunch of people around us that sold like these little cheap wholesale toys. Right. And so I was like, Mama, I want to do that too. So I was nine years old. And we went to the wholesale place and she bought me a bunch of toys and a receipt book. And she put serial numbers on all the toys. And I had to keep track. I was nine years old. I had to keep track of my That's inventory. Smart. Smart. I had to, so yeah, because of her, I've been working since I'm nine and I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. Judy. I, I hear you. Years. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's
0: fucking bullshit. Um,
1: yeah. so you were born
0: in Miami and mm-hmm. then you moved to Atlanta and then back to Miami. Your mother lived in Miami, then Oklahoma, then Colorado.
1: I was born in Miami cause I'm the oldest. And so me and my mom were born in the same hospital. So I think, and it's literally like a room above the other one. It's kind of right. how that was Wow. And then my brother and my father were born in Oklahoma City, and then they split up and then we moved to Colorado because that's where my auntie Gina lived. and then we moved to Atlanta because that's where my mom's brother lived. And so all of these moves happened before I started kindergarten. and
0: your mother said that Colorado was the most racist yes, of all any place she had ever been. And she went to school
1: at uh, Memphis State. Yeah, in Tennessee, which yeah. In Tennessee, which she also, she said she also learned that uh, West Memphis was Arkansas and nobody told her that. Right. Uh, they just, one night were like, we're going to West Memphis. And she looked up and she's like, okay, but why the fuck am I in Arkansas? Because no one told her that that's where the other side of Memphis Right, is. right. Like, you know, and she grew up in Miami. She went through integration. She remembers Jim Crow. But she said what made Colorado so racist is because there weren't any Black people. Right. So these White people didn't even know how to function. Right, when they saw so a Black ran. person. When right. they saw a Black person. They're like, what is, what, is, what is this? What do we do with it? She's like, I just need a job. What the fuck is so confusing? I'm a like, human just, being who has children. I need a job. Yeah, yeah so, so that's why I talk about like leaving the South. It's more interesting people think that the rest of the country can't be racist, which is insane. Because oh, please, are you kidding so, me? Yeah, that's why I have a joke about people, like people like being the south is so racist and south is so racist. I'm like, oh, you mean the part of the south that starts at Canada and ends at Mexico? Yeah, I love I that joke. Yeah, I don't understand what. I'm sorry, I'm driving past a construction site, and there's a girl out here. There's a white girl with blonde hair and literally a tube top. Who's letting her work on this site? She's working? She's standing there, like, watching them work. She's got a vest on and everything. Oh, gosh, because she, she, she wants them to be like, woo. I look know, at you. Sure that, sure that maybe she's trying to, I don't know, break barriers. She looks like one of those girls. Uh, but she's wearing, like, a dark lip, which, you know, men hate a dark lip. Um, <laughs> I hate a dark lip.
0: I I'm a like, lesbian and I hate a dark lip. No, that's not true. I don't hate a dark lip. I hate a dark lip on a really... Like white person. person. I hate yes. it. Because it makes them look dead. Right. But a
1: dark lip on like a brown person. Oh, yeah. That's hot. Have you heard Shalaya Sharpe's joke saying that your perfect lip color is the color of your areola? Is that
0: true? I bet it's true. What she said. What oh, she my said God. To... I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the counter <laughs> and lift up my shirt and be like, this is the color I want. <laughs> I bet that's true. I fucking bet that's true. And I have huge areola. Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with factor Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved. And literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. I just did Chef's Choice. 60 or more add ons that you can stay fueled up. They have these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep, there's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing. 50% off. That's code Judy gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Your childhood.
1: Was sponsored by U-Haul.
0: I know that you in, um, you started doing theater in middle school at A- Ainsley Ainsley park playhouse.
1: Is that correct? Anzi Park Playhouse, yes. was when I graduated from, was um, in adulthood. I started oh, okay. Doing, I thought that was, yeah. Um, Anzi Park Playhouse was when I, that's the longest running show I ever did. I did start doing, I, would, I started singing in like the fifth grade and doing right. theater in the fifth and sixth grade. Um, and then I did it all through middle school, all through high school. I have a theater degree. And so Anzi Park Playhouse was the first Uh, professional theater job that I had. So you
0: were in all the school plays and everything, right? I was in the school plays, yes. Musicals Mm -hmm. and non-musicals. And were you popular? Very important question for me, because I was unpopular.
1: It's it's funny, I was literally thinking about this last night. You know there's popular and then there's like that second or third tier where it's like everyone knows you? Yes,
0: yes. There's the untouchables at the top. Yes. You know, like, I'm too cool for school, you know. My cousin. My yeah. cousin.
1: Him. And then there's like the second tier where like you could get nominated for homecoming court, but you might not get it. Right, right. I was like the second, maybe third tier where it's just like I was friends with all the popular kids. Right. But I didn't always hang out with all the popular kids because I had, there was the popular kids and I was like I was in theater, but I was also in gifted classes. Right. Um, and then, you know, I had my homeboys from that, like, you know, the neighborhoods from, like, up the street. So there was like a couple different groups of people that I hung out with. So it was I was known, but I wasn't like boys didn't ask me out. Nobody was trying to date. like it was it wasn't I was at second, third tier. How many was, tiers like, do you me. think there are?
0: How many tiers do you think there are?
1: It was like the untouchables, which was like my cousin and some other yeah. people. And I was always friends with them. And it's funny because like I knew I probably was second tier because there were girls in my school that would get mad at me for hanging out with my cousin. Because they're like, oh, you're always up underneath him. And I'm like, right. that's my fr-. I mean, he's a play cousin, but it's like, right. Oh, oh or, or I had girls be like, oh, my God, you're friends with that guy. And I'm like, he's an asshole. You really shouldn't be right. that impressed with this, ma'am. But like I know, there's like the unpopular, like the untouchables tiers, there's the second tier where people know you are not really popular. I think there's probably like maybe four, because then there's like that lower tier of kid where you're like, I can say, and this is—I hope people don't get mad. I was in the tenth grade when Columbine happened, mm-hmm. and one—I don't know how this happened. There was a kid at my high school who was friends with a kid from that high school. And when we all found that out, everyone was like, oh, wait, can it happen here? So those kids, those weird, unpopular kids, everybody was friends with them for like a month. The kids in the trench coats, all that other stuff. Right. Everybody talks to them. And then one day they were like, yo, we're not going to do anything. Can you leave us alone? <laughs> And we're like, no, we're just <laughs> They're like, we get it. We're not going to do, just please. Right. Like this group of kids, and they're like, they're the outcasts or whatever. Right, right. They literally one day were like, we're fine. Just please. Thank you. We're fine. That is Leave so us alone. hilarious
0: and interesting. I was, you know, an adult already when Columbine happened. I think I already had a child. And I really want to know, because I'm not from that. I'm not from mm-hmm. people going in and shooting. It, like, how did that affect you as a, as a
1: sophomore in, in high school? Like, I can say because I lived in Georgia and because I went to school with a lot of first generation immigrants. Because, like, the year before me, so I was class in 2001, the class of 2000, their gift to the school, their graduation gift to the school was a universal translator. Because, so like, over like 60% of the kids in my school didn't speak English at home. So, one, very diverse for an Atlanta area school, two, for that area, because it was very white years before that. And so, I think because of that, so it's either very Southern or you just got here. Right. A couple kids, like, were a couple kids who were just like, listen, my dad definitely gave me a handgun before I came in here. There were like a couple of kids where their parents were like, "If they start shooting in that school, you bust back." Wow. So there were a couple of different kids where their parents were like, "We're not going through this shit. If they start shooting, you shoot back." I like there were at least like four kids whose dads were like, "Here, come home." And I was like, "I don't think this is, this is the best right. <laughs> response to this." But yeah, there were more guns in my school. I mean, there were never any guns in my high school because we did the right. school in the suburbs, but. There were more guns in my school the day after Columbine than the day before. Because everybody's parents were like, fuck that. You should win back. I was like, I don't think this is a solution. I was like, hey, man, I just had to bring it. He literally handed it to me out walking out the door. Wow. That was was some of my kids. Their parents' response was give their 15-year-old, 16-year-old child a gun. That is fucking crazy. Oh
0: my God, that's fucking so scary. Um it's very scary, but now it's
1: like for us, we just thought it was a random
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. For for that first one, you thought it was random. You had no idea that this would become a phenomenon in this country.
1: It's, it's insane because somebody was talking about how like, you know, there's always a thing where people say, you know, this has never happened before, this has never happened right, before, right. and there's always the person that hops up in an interview and like and I was like, it looks <laughs> like, you know, cause there are some schools that have metal detectors, you know? Yeah. So this has been a thing. But the thing about those schools with metal detectors, a lot of the times it's like if there was any of revi- like gun violence at the school, some kid came to the school, shot one kid, and then went home. They didn't shoot up a school. Right, 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 right. Which is crazy, but it's like I think it's I'm very scared for like my... Like, younger cousins, nieces, nephews, and stuff like that. Like, there's a whole tier of my nieces and nephews, like, my niece and my nephews and my little cousins, that, like, graduated. But then there's a whole nother tier of the little ones. And then the older my cousins get, then they have kids. So it's always, like, this constant fear. Because it's like, I want kids. I'm going to have kids. So it's like, it's a thing. It's a thing that you don't think as an American you'd have to be afraid of. Right. But it's like no one's trying to do And Did you see the Alex Jones? What uh, the fuck? You know, I was
0: watching. What the fuck? And he sits there and he laughs. He I'm sorry. I believe in free speech, but he needs to be put in a fucking cell by himself uh, screaming uh, at a fucking cinder block wall. I fucking a, that demon, man. He is, is the Demon devil. Man. He is the fucking devil. And then, so that that happened, right? With the right. um, the where he owes them a billion dollars, and then he gets on his radio. Show. He's like, I don't pay that. And then today, right before this interview, yeah, they were um sentencing the Parkland killer, uh, which he has been sentenced to the death penalty uh, multiple times. And I'm like, yesterday I looked at all these parents. Who lost their, you know, five, six-year-old kids. And then now I'm looking at all these parents who lost their teenagers. What the fuck is going on in this fucking country? And I will, you know, and it's these white male. These are the dangerous fucking people. These mentally ill white men who are able to get guns.
1: America is a third world country. And I think... All the, all the cracks are finally shown. America's a third world country. And we uh, the, just look at all of there are literally developing countries that have better maternity leave. Uh, oh, yeah. In universal health care. So it's like there's all of these things. People are wondering where this comes from. Listen, if you have, you have to understand the, the when your ability to have a gun is baked in. To your existence of a country because America was born out of fear. Right. America's born out of fear. It's people, motherfuckers being lost and scared, is how America was founded and created. It was all its oppression, it's all of these things. So when we're fighting, when we're doing these gun laws, we're trying to fight, we are literally fighting against. The DNA of the country because it's we've always had a lower class that had to do all the work for right. a little bit of money. Yes, That's people, have, and so we've always been run. You have to remember, a colony was a business. That's what a colony was. Right. So America's day one has been about. Coins. It wasn't about freedom. It wasn't about where we live. It wasn't about coming together and being and stopping us and ourselves from being attacked from them motherfuckers over there. America started as a business. All colonies were a business. What is their return on investment? I got a bunch of fucking ships. I put a bunch of people on them and I went across the planet hoping to get spices, gold, pe- whatever I was supposed to get. So I needed a return on my investment. So, since day one, America has been trying to re- get a return on an investment. And that's what it's been the entire time.
0: Dulce, I would like to talk about. Uh, I don't know what that thing was in my throat. Did you hear that? I went, yeah. I thought it was me. No, that was me going, yeah. so say. Oh. And I have a lot of things I want to discuss with you. You went to Meadow Creek High School um, and then you went to, wait, I know the name of your college, Brunau Is that yes. cool? You got a BA in theater performance. You were a Spanish minor. You are bilingual. And after you graduated,
1: you were a bilingual customer service operator. Is that correct? Yes. I did bilingual customer service. I did. I worked at a a car lot then i did car then i worked at an auto body shop Then i worked in car insurance do you um, know a lot about cars i do i do know that a porsche is not as good as you think it is
0: um right and what's a good like if i wanted to buy a high i've never had a luxury car and i feel like i'm turning 60
1: oh no, you're not yes i am in november i <laughs> wow Listen, you Jews must uh, age better than the rest of these white folks. No. Uh, oh, thank you. Because not
0: as well as the black folks. They'll tell you that right
1: now. I but It don't crack, but it does I come know. from the inside out.
0: Yeah. So I decided at, you know, my kids are grown yeah. and I drive a lot yeah. that I deserve a luxury vehicle. And I'm a large person. What would you recommend? And then we'll go back to your life.
1: It sounds old school. But Lexus, yes, that was one of my yes. Alexis, because Mercedes for years have had electrical issues. Mm. Um, BMWs—if you ever get in a wreck, the parts don't ever fit. Right, right. Uh, Land Rovers always have issues with their CV axles.
0: Um, oh my God, you're so fucking
1: smart! <laughs> I can't take this. Porsches yeah. also have. Don't get an accident in a Porsche. Don't get in an accident. Porsche, right. in an accident. And
0: what about a Volvo? Do you oh, consider Volvos that a lot?
1: Yeah, a Volvo and an Audi, those are solid cars. You can go to okay. a on a Volvo, truly. All right. Those are solid cars. Like, if you don't want to do a Lexus or an Infinity, a Volvo is solid. The only problem is, is that their parts are very expensive. Right. Because, like, you don't always want a salvage part or after. I mean... My favorite thing about working in a Mercedes dealership or a, a um, high-end body shop where people were like, I need my parts to come directly from Germany for Mercedes. And you'd be like, okay. And their parts definitely came from Mississippi. Um, <laughs> because there is a Mercedes plant in, in Mississippi, Mississippi. Because and this one man came in and he was going on and on and on. And our service writer was like, sir, if we got your headlight straight from Germany... It would take a month and a half. When do you want your car? (laughs) Do you want it? And it's not like, yeah. What the fuck does it matter
0: if an anti-Semite put it together in Germany? Thank you. Or someone, an American in, in, you know. Or an American anti-Semite did it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Or an anti-Semite in Mississippi. Um, I mean, they're everywhere. uh, Like the Jews. We're not everywhere, we're only two percent of the population. And yet. And yet, we, we own need, we always need lawyers. That's true. We are. Dulce. Yeah. Uh so I'm gonna get a Lexus, an Audi, or a Volvo.
1: Yeah, and Infinity's actually really good.
0: Yeah, I uh, like Infinities. I good. like Audis too.
1: Audi's are nice. My mom had an Audi, a station wagon. The thing is, I did not know that the battery for the car wasn't in the engine. It was actually under the back seat. So in an you know, Audi? In an Audi. So this is an Audi station wagon. Cause like I don't know where at one point me and my mom both had like station wagons for some reason. She needed to jump and she told me to get out of the car. And I was like, what? F-? Like she told me to get up. And I was like, I don't, you don't need me to jump the car. She's like, get up. And I was like, fine. And then she lifted up the seat and I was like, I've been sitting on a battery. <laughs> Didn't you notice it was hot? Never, never. <laughs> heated seat in back, and I was like, "Mom, I'm sitting on a battery." She's like, "I don't know why you're so worked up." I said, "Because I was sitting on a battery." That's why. That's hilarious. So, yeah, um, yeah, those are good
0: cars. So, knowing you as Dulce and as a comic, I cannot imagine you as a customer service operator. I was I think I would imagine you being like, you know what? How do you say "go fuck yourself" in Spanish?
1: Oh, I have no idea. I'm not good at the cussing. If I'm cussing, I do it in my mother tongue.
0: Go fuck yourself and your fucking
1: car. Okay. See, the thing is, it's that I... Did your acting help? Yeah, I I needed to pay uh, rent. Um, Right. When you have to pay half uh, the mortgage um, or your own rent on your own apartment by yourself, you figure out how to not to go tell people... Go fuck yourself. Also, I truly just can't remember right now how to say it in Spanish. I know, I know, I just can't remember. But yeah, right. but if I go to cuss at you, it's in inglés. But I also I worked at a power company, I worked at a trash company, I worked at a payroll deduction company, I worked at a mortgage processing company. Wow. I worked at theaters. Oh yeah, one year I had like eleven W 2s Um Would you quit or I mean, and move? Sometimes to- it's temp jobs. Sometimes. Right um I would just have more than one job at one time but the power company was and power company was interesting it was the power company out of Florida and the office building was in Atlanta and we weren't allowed to tell them that we were in Atlanta we had to tell them we were in Florida so every day they would give us the weather report for the office in Lakeland Florida
0: oh my God. So you could be like, wow, how's you, how are you doing this rainy day? How are you doing yeah. this beautiful day?
1: Because old people will call all the time. Senior citizens call and they want to talk about the weather. And right. And the weather there and it would be like, oh, it's a nice uh, balmy 85 degrees and there's a 30% chance of rain. <laughs> and, you know, but your supervisor, they could jump in because it's all, all the calls come through a computer. Right. So your supervisor could hop in and listen to your call. Oh, my God. They could monitor you to see what you were saying to people. And so I got and then they could while you're on the call, they could instant message you. While you're on the phone, looking and say you're you're you
0: tell them blank or get get off the fucking phone with this piece of shit or whatever.
1: And so they were like, they're like, talk to them about the weather like a normal person. And I was just like but this humidity is currently at like 25 it's like, <laughs> this is Crazy, and, and so it was my little thing that i would do because it was just like this is completely ridiculous also this was right. a legitimate company this is a legitimate company like right right it. but uh you want to hear how i quit that job yeah and i yeah go ahead so because i think you'll enjoy this because uh, i'm trying not to interrupt you but i know you'll love the story so i, am so, I lo- like i love this okay go ahead <laughs> So I used to work at, so before that I was working at a payroll deduction company, right? And so what we would do is like, say you wanted to buy like a new refrigerator or a bunch of laptops or whatever. They would just take it directly out of your paycheck. So you didn't have to have credit or anything like that. It was like a benefit from your job. I leave there, start working at the power company. At a discount? Mm, At a discount? You would be able to, so like say you bought like a $4,000 washing machine. You could pay for it over time and it would come directly out of your paycheck. Oh, okay.
0: Amortized, so to, Right. So you didn't have okay, to yeah. spend
1: in any money. It's like how your insurance and your taxes come out of your paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with this washing yeah. machine. Okay. Uh, and that was a whole other crazy thing. But so working there, and I started working at this power company, and it's wild. They wanted to sell uh, different warranties to people that are just a con job, and I never did it, never got in trouble for it. And so payroll deduction company was like, hey, we want you to come back. We need more bilingual customer service agents because they had a deal. They had a, uh, they had a program with Tyson Foods and a lot of people that worked at Tyson didn't speak the English. So they're like, okay, we'll want you to come back. And I was like, eh. They're like, we'll pay you a dollar more. And I'm like, I'll be there on Monday. <laughs> right? The problem is the job that I currently have, right? They pay you, the power company, they pay you $10 an hour. If you quit and don't give them two weeks notice, they pay you seven seventy five. dollars Minimum wage at the time. What? And everybody had to agree with that in writing. When you start that job, if you don't give them two weeks notice, when you quit, they can pay you minimum wage instead of $10 an hour. So I hit up my mother. What and I was the like, fuck is? Oh, it's, it's, it's slave labor as well. So I don't, I, and I was like, oh fuck. So my manager, miss Donna, who was really cool. Cause one day we came back from a lunch break two weeks, uh, two hours late and we're a little tipsy off of margaritas and chilies. And she was like, y'all come on. And bring me one next time. We're like, we're sorry, Miss Donna. So I go to Miss Donna. I was like, Miss Donna, it's a good job. She's like, you should take that job. I was like, but if I quit, they can give me. A She's like, oh girl, you got to figure that out, right? But so Miss Donna's already on board with me quitting, right? So she ain't gonna dime me out. So I call, hit up my mama. I was like, Mama, I don't know what I'm gonna do because at this point I'm on my own apartment because my mama kicked me out. And so she was like, this is what you do? She said on Monday, call the power company job. And tell them that your car is messed up, right? Because see, what if you go back to the payroll deduction company and don't want to work there? If you quit the power company, now you ain't got no job, right? So she said, you call into the power company, tell them you can't come in that day, and then go to the other job. See if you want to go back there. So I go to the other job, and I'm like, okay, I want to stay here. So I call in there. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, my car is not... Working. I'm not anywhere near the MARTA. Nobody can bring me. I'm so sorry. And they're like, "Okay, are you coming in tomorrow? And I was like, absolutely. So this is the other thing. I'm diming them. I'm I'm stalling them out because my paycheck would hit Wednesday night at midnight. So I just have to stall them out long enough. Until Wednesday. Until Wednesday at midnight so they don't pay me minimum wage. Right. So this is our timeline. So Monday, I'm sorry, I can't make it. Tuesday, they're like, where are you at? And this man, this very ridiculous man keeps calling me, one of the managers, who had a toupee that he had died so much it was just melted, right? <laughs> Wild situation. And so mind you, there's 200 people that work at this company. We're on multiple floors of a building. You don't need me. There was 20, bi- There was like a bunch of bilingual customer service agents. You didn't need me. Tuesday, they called me and I'm like, oh my God, we're waiting for a part. And they're like, we need proof that your cars and the mechanics. I said, okay. They were like, you f-? I said, uh, what do y'all need? Mind you, I'm on my lunch break at the other job. Right. And they're like, can you get the mechanic to fax us the paperwork saying what parts you need? I'm like, sure. How the fuck? I could have sent you anything. <laughs> also, my ex was a mechanic. If me and that nigga were on good terms at the time, I'd have got him to fucking fax something over, but we weren't, so I didn't, right? So I was like, okay, let me get the fax number. I pretend to write down a fax number, hang up the phone, continue at this other job. Wednesday, they call me. We did, I was like, I'm so sorry. He said he was busy. I'm so, so sorry. No, I'm coming in. He's going to fax it over to you. I'm so sorry. I'll call him again. I'm so sorry. And like, okay. And they call me again later. I was, I was like, I'm so sorry. And then they finally get off of work at six. So no one says anything. Right? Thursday. So Wednesday night, my check has hit. Right? Right. Wednesday, check hit $10 an hour. Boom, boom, boom. Miss Donna even signed off on my time sheet because she knew what the campaign was. Right. Thursday. Right. So I've missed three days of work so far. And now I've gotten paid because we would get paid every week. We got paid for the week before because we were temps. Thursday, I got a, right. I got a call from not just the manager at the company, but also from the temp agency, Randstad. So I get a voicemail and this is like later in the afternoon and I get this voicemail and I hear, uh, I was like, what the fuck? Why did Randstad call me? Hi Dulce. This is Lauren from Randstad. I <laughs> calling to see what's going on with your car and if you'd be coming into work tomorrow. Or you got another job and told us that your car was messed up if we, so we wouldn't pay you minimum wage. But if that didn't happen, call me back. That was the voicemail. She realized what I did. Wow. I love the fucking voicemail. To this day, I wish I could have kept it. I had no way of keeping it. Did you get your $10 an hour? I sure in the fuck did because my check had already hit. Did you call her back? No, what the fuck am I going to call her (laughs) back for? (laughs) What did Miss Donna say? Miss Donna was very happy for the kid. I ain't seen nobody there since. Um, Oh, that's hilarious. I I used to work with... I think I seen they're like, yo, he had, oh, there's like one girl from that job. I'm still friends with her on Instagram. Another guy from that job, he lives in LA. Now I had lunch, from him, lunch with him like a couple months ago. But yeah, they were hitting me up trying to like, are you coming? Because after that point, I was, a, they tried to call me later. were like, let's just say that I tried to get a job with Randstad a couple years later. And I was getting ready to come in. I was going to start. And they're like, oh, right, there's a flag on you in the system. Wow. Really? They're like, yeah, you can't. We're, and Randstad is an international company.
0: That is crazy. So,
1: all over the world, I cannot work for Randstad temp agency because I got my fucking money, bro. Like, there was no way. It was wild, but oh. yeah. I'm on there. If you call Rand, I bet you I'm still a flag in their fucking system. We could call them up and you could call them.
0: You should do a bit about it on the Daily Show. That's hilarious. Hey,
1: Rand dad, I'm looking for a bilingual customer service. Dulce Sloan, I can, I can uh, give a last form of social. Just tell me if I'm yeah. still flagged in your fucking system. But yeah, I tried to get a job a couple years later. And they're like, well, what happened? And then I told the person the story. And they were laughing the entire time. And like, damn, That's hilarious. But nah, we can't hire you. And I was like, I know. I just wanted you to know what happened.
0: Oh, that's fucking hilarious. I, I love I was like,
1: I fuck with it. But yeah, let me go ahead and leave this flag on you with a system. I was like, hey, I know I can't work for y'all again, but that's not the point.
0: Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with the one and only Dulce Sloan. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmailing, and everything else besides the interview is done by Brittany Joe Sowards, who is married to a Jew. Uh, If you haven't subscribed or left a review, I hate you. Please do it. It helps more people find the podcast. Five stars. As I've mentioned, it's getting a little more difficult to do the podcast because it is now costing me money. But I love it. I do love it. And I love all of you people who come to my shows with a bell. And I love you for listening. Also, I wanted to let you know, this week on Saturday night, I'll be in Fort Lauderdale at the Sunshine Cathedral. Uh, Center for the Performing Arts. And then, I mean, I've got a lot going on. I'm very important. I'll be at the uh, Greenwich Odium uh, in East Greenwich, Rhode Island on November 5th, which is 10 days before I turn 60. Kill me now. Kill me now. So I just wanted to tell you that. What else did I have to tell you? Oh. I love when you write to me. I love when you write to me, because I, you know, I'm finding out who listens to the end, and I'm really—I have to tell you—I enjoy the end part, where I can just riff, and not a lot of people know about it. I think because I don't think everyone listens to the end. But okay, so here's what I want to say. Number one, I'm recording this during the January 6th hearing, and I have—I put it on my computer, and then I paused it because I want to see every fucking second of that motherfucker. I also Alex Jones is the biggest piece of fuck. He's the fucking devil piece of shit, and I hate him. I fucking hate him. He should be locked up in a fucking room where he can scream his bullshit at a fucking goddamn. I fucking hate him. Okay. What else? Um, Kanye is fucked up, and everyone needs to stop fucking paying attention to his shit. It's ridiculous. He's a fucking idiot, and he says the stupidest things, and people just are like, oh, yeah, what did Kanye say? Oh, yeah. Fuck him. Uh, We're in Provincetown right now for Women's Week, and it's, you know, I like being around... You know, Women's Week in Provincetown, by the way, is in October. Every other, you know, week is during the summer, but, you know, women don't have as much of a disposable income, so October's usually a little less expensive, but let me tell you something, it's getting very expensive here in Provincetown. Okay, so I always take a photo of a person who tells me that they listened to the end, and then I go to my photos that I can never find, here it is, on my phone, let's see. Oh, wait, you have to listen to this. Someone named, Joe Jean Smith. Uh, I was on Stephanie Miller uh, on Monday morning. And she said that I should stop saying vagina and say vulva. Okay. Here's the thing. Vagina is way funnier than vulva. Way fucking funnier than vulva. If I say Lindsey Graham has never seen a vulva, it's not as funny as Lindsey Graham has never seen a vagina because you have the vagina in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Word, there are certain words that are funnier than others. So I love you for writing to me. What's her name? Her name is Jogene Smith, Jojean. But I got to say vagina. I can't say vulva. It's not, I'm not fucking, it's not fucking, you know, anatomy class. You know what I'm saying, baby? Okay. Did we, I think we already, we already thanked Catherine the artist um, with an R. And then I think that, okay, I don't even have, sorry, this is fucking annoying, isn't it? OctoJack said he would pay 99 cents, If but I can't, I can't, I, I don't think it's possible for me to charge for my podcast right now, because I'm not on like one of those servers. Um. Oh, wait, here's Christine Bal- at Balance Forever One. Thank you for listening to the end. I love you, Christine. I'm going to go eat lunch now. And I'm going to have, I made a salad the other day and I, I made some chicken and I put the chicken in the salad. But you know what my favorite part of the salad is? And, you know, it's got all veggies in it and I made homemade dressing. But you know what my favorite part of the salad is? Chinese noodles. Yep. On top. Which makes it totally fattening, but I don't fucking care because I'm eating salad. Um, but I love you all. I love you all. Um, thank you so much for listening. And as
1: we always say, so long,